You are listening to CQ Chats, a Wilbur Worldwide podcast to help you increase your cultural intelligence. Join CQ facilitator and consultant Wilbur Sargunaraj as he travels into a world where we celebrate difference and embrace the learning brought to us by newfound friends. This program is brought to you by CQ Worldwide Consulting. Greetings, everybody. This is Wilbur Sargunaraj. Welcome to another episode after a long time of CQ Chats. We are here in Kalalit Nunat. This episode is all about gigantic Greenland. Um, and we're going to take a look at some of the history of Greenland and... and um, uh, I am here because the Exploring CQ exhibition is here at the National Theatre of Greenland in part of, uh, in conjunction with the Nuuk, the 2023 Nuuk Nordisk Cultural Festival. And um, I have a very special guest with me here today who is going to walk us through all things Greenland because many of you are curious and you want to increase your CQ knowledge about this country, so I think I have the perfect person here with me. Um, I have, now i got to make sure that I pronounce this right, Aviaya, did I say that right? Yes, it was very nice, yeah. Aviaya. Aviaya, thank you so much for joining me here. We are actually right here at the, let me see if I can get this right here. I was taught. Nunaka Sarfia. I know that wasn't correct, but. Uh, it was close. Uh, so that is the yeah. Greenlandic, uh, uh, how you say the National Theatre of Green- How would you say that? I mean, Nunaka Isiyinatitsisarfia. Wow, it's very melodic the way you're saying that. It's <laughs> See, I knew <laughs> I knew I had the right person on this show. This is amazing. So we are here at the National Theatre of Greenland, up in an office here, and the Exploring CQ exhibition has been running for the last five days here. It's been wonderful. Um, we conducted some workshops and we had some amazing feedback some people coming and talking to us about negative stereotypes unconscious bias the relationship between you know uh, Inuit and Danish and that's what we want to talk about here today so um, before we get in why don't you um, introduce yourself to some of our listeners out there Um, what you do here what you're passionate about and yeah yes okay so um, I am like the result of the meeting between Denmark and Greenland. Um, my father was a, a teacher in Denmark and he couldn't get a job there before because he was back then when he was young and idealistic. He used to be a communist mm. and he was blacklisted. So he went to Greenland and they thought, Maybe he cannot do that much harm up there. Let oh. him talk. <laughs> so, so well, he met my mother in Ilulissat. And uh, so that is my existence that started with like... Uh, Ilulissat is a town here? Yes, okay. it's uh, up north, 
by the Disco Bay area. Okay. Yeah. And then I've, um, I grew up in Greenland and Denmark. Okay. I was born in Greenland, grew up in Denmark, came back to Sisimut. And then I didn't, uh, I didn't see Greenland for 20 years. Wow. And it came like, like a boomerang. Like I threw it away and then just pow, hit me uh, very hard. In 2002, I went up there. And I just completely, it, it was like opening a treasure I, I had forgotten, you know, mm. it, it, it was... Uh, so did you speak at that uh, time? At that time, I, I first had to learn the language as mm. a second language, right. because back then, everybody was very rationalistic. Okay. So they said, okay, if you want an education, you'll have to take that in Denmark. So there's no use... Uh, speaking Greenlandic so it was like the, the spirit of, of that time and I many of my uh, many of the people in the same generation as me grew up in the same rationalistic way of thinking mm -hmm. uh, so well I had to learn the language from scratch back mm. in 2002 and now you're teaching it and now I'm teaching it yeah That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, that's just, yeah. Well, and you're, you're this is something you're passionate about too, even like you sent me some of these music tracks as well, and you're using that form to educate people uh, regarding yeah. Grand, Greenlandic, right? So Because I, I, um, I love music and... And my experience is if you can if you can sing something, it's easier to remember. Mm, and and true. many of us know that A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When you go to school, sometimes you sing yeah. uh, things and, and that that tend to um, stick in, <laughs> in the well, brain. That's beautiful. Well, so, so I decided to make some pop songs yeah. to help people learn some a little corner of the yeah. of the greenlandic grammar right yeah. well while we hear that we're going to yeah. listen to really quickly let's listen to one of those songs here right now I, i it was so cool and you gave it such a funky hip-hop and a rap vibe it was great okay let's take a listen <laughs>
So, so for our listeners, we are now practicing the way to say Greenland in the local language, and that's Greenlandic. Is that what's the yeah. language? There's Kalalisut. Kalalisut. Then you have to eat candy. Kalalisut. Exactly. So Kalalisut is a language, and the way to say Greenland in Kalalisut is Kalalitnunat. Yes, exactly. Oh. So when we talk about this, um, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I have had sickness for the last two weeks. And when I landed here, I finally was getting better. But every time I talk, all of a sudden there's something in my throat. Maybe it's because I practice saying kala lisut. <laughs> Maybe that's aggravating it. No, I'm just... you, have to, you have to breathe out. <laughs> that's right. I'm breathing. I'm breathing Outside. in. Maybe that's maybe it's the incorrect <laughs> technique that's doing this. Um, so, when did we start to see more Danish coming here, and in a sense having an integral part in kind of colonizing this place? Mm, yeah. Um, so, for a long time, it was whalers who came here. Okay. Because uh, back then. To have a light in the cities, you would use uh, fat to right. to blow up. Uh, no, not to blow up. But to uh, make light. Make light yeah. in the cities. So they had a big need of whale fat blubber. Okay. So uh, it was a large industry. It was also large in New Zealand. I thought the British would go there and get whaling was a big thing to get lights. In the yeah. UK, yeah. interesting. Okay. So, so these people who the whalers who first came here, they were Danish whalers. Danish and uh, Dutch. Dutch. And so I is it true that And they had a conflict, they had a little battle in oh, Greenland, okay. the Dutch and the Danish whalers because they traded yeah. with the people. So uh, and the Dutch had better and bigger pearls mm. and they sold them sold them for a better price. Okay. We can't have that. <laughs> right, exactly. So, were... so technically this could have could have become almost like a Dutch colonization if they took over and if they but the yeah. Danish wanted to make sure that this the Danish won that conflict they won that conflict and and uh, then uh, so so they started to have more uh, contact with the, the Greenlanders yeah. and and then uh, in the 1800 um there was a very bright man called uh, Rink, okay. and he said, well, now we are exporting Danish culture to Greenland. And he thought that was negative, just to imitate, like brainlessly imitate mm -hmm. the culture of another land. Mm -hmm. And he said that it's, uh, we have to... Uh, build up some national awareness mm -hmm. and he started he took the initiative to uh, make uh, a forced an escaper um, and which meant that he gave political influence to the Greenlanders okay because he wanted them to be proud of who they were they know were. their history 
and to have a say in the democratic. Uh, okay, when was this exactly? That was 1800. And this guy was a Danish gentleman. Yeah. What is his name? Uh, Renk. Renk. Okay, because this is now. Let's get into this. This is very different than some of the other countries mm. that colonized, for example, in Canada. Was there any forced assimilation back then? Like that they wanted to convert the Inuit to become more Danish, which was like in Canada, for example, yeah. putting them in residential schools, yeah. taking away their identity so that they're yeah. not Indian anymore yeah. or First Nations. Yeah. They become part of, yeah. they get absorbed into the society. Yeah. So there are many steps in that history and it's not like one answer to everything. Mm -hmm. So in, in the first, when, when Hans Ehler came, he uh, prohibited drum dancing and uh, wife swapping uh, and uh, Angakut, the shamans, okay. they were um, also prohibited and so he made everything Inuit culture illegal, so, okay. so to say. But so, this, sorry, this was just him though. This wasn't the Danish government saying we that, want that, everything. Let's say shut that down. was the spirit of the time. Of the time, okay. He did not <laughs> go to another country and say, "Wow, that's so interesting." Yes. that was not the spirit back then, right? Uh, but and then. With the romanticism came a more open approach right. and interest in folk folklore and all that. Yeah. And uh, then the capitalistic system came to Greenland. Before, in ancient times, people would share what they had. They okay. would not ask uh, money for anything. Okay. So they had this sharing because it was very small communities mm -hmm. and in order to survive it was very wise to share what you had yeah. and you had lots of different partnerships with people yeah. so then came capitalist uh, system and people ch started to want money yeah. so it's sort of uh, a little bit this uh, uh, destroyed or yeah had a negative influence on that sense of sharing yes which is today still strong but not right as in old olden times olden times you, you find this uh, generosity still then in 1930s the uh, there was a little class of uh, uh, greenlanders who took an education in denmark okay they came back to greenland and they wanted uh, the Greenlanders to be able to read and write and Greenland was able to read and write before Denmark mm. was Greenland was alphabetized before Denmark was as a whole nation mm. um, and they were very pro Denmark because they l liked this Danish welfare system yeah. and they wanted to have welfare and they wanted to have Danish teachers. That was Ahul Lunge, one very important figure. He um, he wanted to Greenland to be like a part of Denmark. Okay. Uh, and then uh, that was the elite. That was what they wanted. Um, and we cannot know for sure what the rest of the people thought. Yeah. 
but of course it was also painful and it was also painful for the first uh, Greenlanders who had to uh, become uh, who studied to be priests that they could not take part in everything that people did right. they just had to be this like this uh, <laughs> um, you know moral example mm -hmm. they could not take part in in, in many uh, cultural things right. uh, and that was uh, <coughs> that was rough and 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 uh, but uh, after that the the the, the uh, the Second World War came, and and the Danes left the country. Okay. By that time, the Greenlanders had sort of lost uh, some self-esteem right. because <laughs> the Danes were good at administration, politics, blah blah blah. Every and and um, now, sorry. When and you... then <clears throat> uh, during Second World War, the Greenlanders were alone with the Americans. Oh, right, right. Yeah. They had their bases set up here, right? Yes, they did. Bases and... and they uh, they just traded. And, and the Greeners had this experience. Wow, we, we can we can actually uh, uh, do very well without, without the Danes. The Danes, yeah. Oh, my Danes. goodness. When you say yeah. when you say Greenlandic, though, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, when you say Greenlander, sorry, Greenlander, yeah. What exactly are you meaning? Are you meaning Inuit, that they are the local people of the land? Now, in this day and age, let's say a Danish person marries uh, Inuit. Yeah. Are they called, like, would they, their offspring be considered Greenlander? Or, like, what constitutes a Greenlander as far as identity the, is There concerned? are no uh, political definitions right now. So, if, if it is... Something you can claim, uh, for many people, it would be that you are able to speak the language. The language. So if you're a Danish person living here, you're not Inuit, but if you speak the language and you've lived here all your life, you could call yourself a yeah. Greenlander. Yeah. But is there a separate note for the Inuit? The but there is people? nothing in the law that defines what makes you Greenlandic. Okay. And some politicians have tried to make a definition right now this last year uh how to define a greenlander because uh, they want to have their own constitution mm. and and they uh, think it's unfair that the danes can vote too because yeah. then they will vote that greenland should not right. so that they wanted to define uh how much uh, how how greenlandic you should be genetically to Define yourself as a Greenlander, and, and that was not very popular. It's quite a few people who think that's a good idea. It, it sounds almost like a bit racist or something. Sure, because you're well. There's so much intermarriage. There's a lot of intermarriage that takes place here. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so most people are mixed up. I heard that genetically, you have only four, so to say real Greenlandic people right, who were genetically right, 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 right. <laughs> mixed. So that's what well, we mean by, okay, Green, yeah. now that's, I understand that. Now, yeah. so tell us about what are the relations like between, like, the Danes and the Inuit people here. Um, from doing a couple of workshops here, mm. I 
you know, we've talked about what some negative stereotypes and yeah. how we need to confront our unconscious bias. And that was one of the things that came up that mm. I'm, you know, one person saying I'm frustrated at the way I am being looked at as an indigenous person. Mm. Um, I am like the Danish people hold, you know, all mm-hmm. these negative stereotypes about, yeah. you know. Um, so but what is what is the relationship right now currently maybe back a little bit rewind back how was it yeah. back in the day and how is it right now and Let, what are people yeah. doing let's say that uh, you probably know Said about orientalism this mm-hmm. book that if you meet a foreign people you consider them either to be childish mm. to be barbaric uh, or, or to be just marvelous mm. living the utopia yes. dream you have this sort of three <laughs> ways of <laughs> looking at foreign uh, people and i think uh, that is that is what danes uh, yeah, they have these three categories mm. sometimes they think greenlanders to be very childish <laughs> yeah. and sometimes barbaric the way they you know uh the 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 sexual behavior yeah. and yeah and the way to uh, fight each yeah. other and so on and then the third is that wow they're just this amazing nature of people yeah yeah uh, they are like sacred to me <laughs> right so it's a bit of the romanticism so, coming so it's pretty much these three categories yeah uh and 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 i think that when you when you have uh, these ideas of course there's a part of it that is true yeah. we are both marvelous creative fantastic connected yeah. to nature and we are childish <laughs> and we are sometimes barbaric <laughs> I, i think and probably What the best way to think? Yes, we are all that, and we are human beings. Yes, you know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I've met uh, both categories. Where I, where I have, because I'm a teacher, yeah. and I've been performing drum dance. So most people I have met think it's I'm just so uh, fantastic, and they have this. Uh, wow, you are real Inuit. You are so close to nature. Like yesterday in the taxi when someone told me about you. <laughs> oh, you're meeting Avia? She is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I get some free points, you know. Just <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, but yeah. tell me, are mixed marriages, is that always, has that always been the case? And is it just, I mean, you would never see that out in, you know, places like Canada. I mean, usually people will keep to themselves. Mm. But here, it's a common thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Um, and so with all the strife and with that underlying tension, how does that work? Like, it's it's amazing. I find that so fascinating. I think it's like a, a marriage, you know, a little a complicated marriage. Okay. So sometimes you just hate each other yeah. and... Oh, you are so boring, man! Oh, I, uh, I just hate you, and and, <laughs> and you make me feel yes. so yes. <laughs> bad about myself. Why? Why do I? We have to play by your rules. Why can't we? 
you know. And and then sometimes it's like more loving relations and yes. where you can take the positive qualities, yes. the best the best from the Danish culture and the best, best from, from the, the Greenlandic. I, I, I guess, you know, going back to the whole thing of um, negative stereotypes, how do we deal with something like that here in Greenland? Like, what do you tell a person, um, uh, a Greenlander, how, how are people working through this? Like, how are they working towards developing or reconciling or creating unity? Um, are there certain things that are happening um, that you see within the culture that are leading people towards, you know, engaging with people who they find difficult to get along with? Like Inuit people saying like, oh man, the Danish people, all they think is that, um, you know, that, that indigenous people drink and that we get drunk. And then there's anger there. There's hurt. Mm. And how are are we going to work towards coming to this area of healing? I had a a, a, a lady come up to me, mm. and she said, "You know, thank you so much for sharing in your workshop. You know what you said about you know unconscious bias because it gave me a new mm. perspective. I am angry. I'm mm. angry at how I'm being viewed as yeah. an indigenous person. Um, so I don't know because I'm an outsider, but coming in." Mm. For yourself, how would you create this atmosphere of genuine, authentic love and unity between yeah. Danish and, and, and Inuit? Yeah, I, I think uh, step one is to have that natural self-respect. Mm. Um, because I think that you cannot you cannot have that given to you you have to really respect yourself deeply and love what what you come from mm-hmm. and to to be proud of of what you come from mm-hmm. and um and to 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 be aware of the big qualities in in your culture and uh, and I think that's a, the first step in this healing yeah. process is that you gain back the the self-respect mm. of course it would be nice if people had in Denmark had a bigger understanding mm-hmm. uh a more genuine interest in in what uh, Greenlandic culture can do. Mm-hmm. I, I think right now the debate is a little bit toxic. Uh, it's uh, because it's it's hard right now to have a communication because some Danes are feeling very guilty of mm. the negative stuff they've been doing yeah um and 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 you cannot start a good conversation uh from the shame so you wouldn't like to to come into a room where somebody is really 
is hating you and yes. <laughs> and you ashamed ashamed yeah. of yourself. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> of course, some Danes are some Danes are a bit arrogant mm -hmm. uh, towards uh, Greenlanders. Um, just because it's nice to have someone to look down at, maybe, I don't mm, know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, well, I, 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 I'm aware that, uh, that my mother had to live th through a lot of traumas in mm. her childhood. Um, my uncle was one of these uh, Greenlandic children mm. who uh, was taken to Denmark uh, because he was supposed to be a Greenlandic elite. Mm. So they just picked up some Greenlandic children, sent them to Denmark, mm. and they were not allowed to to speak Greenlandic. Okay. So he forgot his language mm -hmm. and grew up there. Uh, and then when he came back, he could not talk to his his own father. Yeah. And uh, as a result, he could not speak Greenlandic. When he came back later on, people thought, oh, you arrogant bastard!" Right. And they beat him up. The Greenlanders, you know. Really? Yeah. And that, that this story was unknown to me yeah. until there was a Danish author, Tina Brühl, who wrote this story down. Mm. And she made a whole book about these children. And uh, and my uncle was an alcoholic. Mm. So he would be one of these Greenlandic stereotypes. Oh, yeah. they're always drunk. Yes. Wonder why. Right. right. Exactly. Wonder why. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the biggest thing. I always tell people, it's like, even in, in, in Treaty 6 territory in Canada... We hear that a lot, yeah. yet the settlers don't realize that there is a reason behind that. You going through intergenerational trauma like that, yeah. what that does to you, um, to, to be able to say, do you realize why that some people are resorting to this method of alcohol? Um, you know, it's like there's multiple factors that people don't take into consideration and immediately yeah. what happens they just judge 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 yeah. judge yeah. and um no this is this has been so beautiful you sharing this because it is very very similar because that's exactly what happened in residential schools yeah. too right i mean our residential schools in canada i mean they were pretty nasty and i i i i can't um i can't believe that even me growing up in a place like canada in my teen years while I was going to high school, one of the last residential schools was still in operation in 1996, mm. yeah. which is which is so scary. Yeah. And it's only now that people are coming into this place of like, okay, what can we do for reconciliation? I think that's another thing is so that word has become like a buzzword, really. Yeah. And no one really knows what to do with that because reconciliation means yeah. you have to be in a relationship to reconcile, right? I think what, what if you... <coughs> You just have to hear the stories hmm. because if you read the story about these person's life, yeah, you would never judge and say, "Oh my God, just a stupid un alcoholic," you know. Mm -hmm. If you know people's stories, you naturally yeah. 
start to have uh, compassion and yes so it's beautiful yeah and what exactly what you say there it's the we have to encounter like you can't and that's what we were talking about the negative stereotype saying that oh you're just drunk you're just drunk right yeah, but then yeah, yeah. coming up to a person and meeting them individually one on one it uh it's just absolutely vital that we connect in person so that when we meet them we're like if a dane meets an inuit who is ne- let's say a danish person has never met an inuit person but they've always held negative stereotypes mm. then all of a sudden they meet you and they're like wow they're not like what i thought mm. you know it's just coming to a place where they can shatter those negative stereotypes by meeting mm. other people whereas if we just kind of hold on to those uh, biases that we have we'll just and without meeting people and encountering them and hearing their stories and their perspectives it just entrenches us further and further and further deeper into the world of them versus mm, us mm. them versus us mm. aviaya this has been absolutely incredible i'm just so thankful how much you've shared with us and and how you've increased our 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 cq knowledge and all the stories we're coming to a part uh my favorite part um and it's called cq suggestions it's uh, what we do all the time in in our cq chats um uh so this is the part where we talk about just local culture really quickly mm-hmm. some of your suggestions so greenlandic food or drink what do you recommend to our listeners um is there something interesting that you'd like to share with us mm. um, a, a particular food or a particular oh, yeah. drink well absolutely wonderful food <laughs> is the seal soup suasit suasit yeah with it's very simple it's uh, seal meat and rice and onion okay and uh, i know that the taste of seal some say you have to gr- grow grow up with it <laughs> yes to uh, appreciate it yeah i absolutely love it and then there is mettek which is uh, the whale right whale Lover. skin whale skin skin yeah it's like chewing gum and it tastes great but in these times you know Um maybe I would not recommend people to go out and kill some whales. To kill whales, yes, exactly. <laughs> If you don't like it, it's completely fine. <laughs> Just stick to eating dream cake. I love dream cake. Is that what uh, they call it here? Dreamy oh, cake? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely delicious. I had it on the first day I uh, arrived. See, I was here seven years ago, but I never had dream cake. Uh-huh. I had it at um, at the Artist Lounge, yeah. and it was, oh my, I had like three, four pieces. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't resist it. It it was so what is it made out of do you know like it is made out of cocoa uh coconut uh, coconut huh? it was so delicious and the, yeah like vanilla cake and yeah. yeah well here's a word speaking of food what is a what is a cafe mick how would you describe a cafe mick uh yeah cafe mick is a danish word for uh yeah it's because many greenlandic words have this mick okay so yeah uh Uh, like nakimik, uh, buisimik, uh, many all nouns. Many nouns have this mik ending. Like okay. if it, it's in Russia, skatski, dotski, 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 ski, ski, ski. We have mik. So they say, oh, mik. They say mik about everything. So they invented the word kafemik. 
Uh, that's not a Greenlandic thing. That's an actual Danish word. In, we, we, in Greenland, you would say "kaffe okay. I'm going to drink coffee. coffee. Or you would say "kaffe I'm okay. serving coffee. Okay. So you can't say "kaffe mig." What that would what that would mean by means of coffee? Okay. Uh, it's just a grammatic grammatic thing. It's an instrumental case. Okay. For those who are interested <laughs> in grammar. <laughs> to grammar. Uh, well, and it means by means of coffee. Okay. So this and, is like and this is where a... you, you have an open house okay. and you serve uh, you just have coffee and cake and soup and uh, some Greenlandic food. Community is invited? Everyone's and invited? And you can, yeah, you just, uh, it's like an open house. Open Dro- house. Just drop in okay. when you want, if you want. Yeah. It's really open. So it, that's nice. You don't, then they would say from from 11 o'clock to uh, 6 o'clock, we have this cafe mic. Cafe mic. And you just come if you want. You don't have to say that you're coming. coming. Just come and show up. Just show up Enjoy if you the feel coffee. like it. And then if... Uh, Everybody shows up at the same time, which they rarely do. But then the rule is that the person who came in first yeah. is the one to go first. So, uh, like that, so the then people house is never, is never over, full. Overfilled. Gotcha. I yeah. understand. Now. But it's a very community-based in that sense, right? It's very much fostering a collectivist mentality of let's all do this together. Now, was that kind of more, do you think, pushed by the Danish? Or was that more pushed by the... That sounds like it would be a, more of a Greenlander thing, That was thing, a right? way to, yeah, to celebrate things. To yeah. things, that's amazing. So here's um, uh, another question. What's, uh, su- speaking of CQ suggestions, what's a place that people should visit? Obviously, people are saying Nuke is not the really typical Greenland mm, place. Yeah. I mean, what is a place that you would say that would give you a good representation of... Well, if you want to see the most beautiful place, you should go to Gangarhlusvetsjak, ah, Evighedsfjorden, the fjord of eternity ah, in Danish. Uh, in Greenlandic, this means uh, the big fjord. Okay. Uh, uh, it, it's like an Anania. It's really beautiful. Oh, really? So that's... Uh, that's a place if you want to see beauty and well and then if you want to I, I personally never went to southern Greenland okay. but that they have the hot springs down oh, there okay and uh, I would like to go there someday nice is that yeah. where Eric the Red landed or he landed in somewhere southern Greenland southern yeah, Greenland yeah, right yeah amazing okay so we are going to wrap things up here um, before we go though um, one thing that you would like the world to know about your culture, about your country, something that they could take away from it, something inspiring, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. For me, I can just say what it was for me: the gift, the Greenlandic gift I I had in my life when I rediscovered Greenland. Yeah, was um, actually that music is is not you being a genius or being special. It's mm. you giving back the joy of life to people around you. Beautiful. Um, and because I I had I sang in a jazz band yeah. 
I felt quite uncomfortable standing there singing. Mm. Oh, <laughs> this band I play and they could yeah, only play yeah. in C oh, or no. F. So <laughs> One I chord. was screaming and I felt um, very uh, uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Then I started to do Greenlandic drum dance. Yeah. And from that moment, it was really strange. I never felt lonely mm. when I was on stage. Yeah. I felt that the ancestors was just dropping down. Mm. So it was not me performing, it was me and the whole bunch of them. And I felt so safe and free. And it was, uh, it liberated me from uh, being this uh, extremely self aware individual. How do I look? Uh, sure. Blah blah blah, sure. uh, and um, and it was just uh, this gift uh, of generosity and joy. That's that, beautiful. Um, yeah. You sound like you know exactly what my vision statement, my purpose statement is: is being a simple superstar, and that's what I share with many people. That life is not about me, myself, and I. But it's about us, it's about we, it's about together. Because in this world, so many people these days are just caught up in how do I look? How do I sound? Mm. I need to climb to the top of the ladder. I need to Mm. be someone of significance. I need the prestige, the status. And meanwhile, does anyone want to climb down the ladder? Does anyone want to be in community? Just being themselves. And that's why, for me, being a simple superstar is, is... a superstar denotes that you're great, but being a simple superstar is a different type of greatness. And that greatness is all about serving. It's all about community. It's about showing compassion, empathy, building bridges. Um, and you just basically addressed all of that in, in that. So what a beautiful way to wrap things up here with my simple superstar friend, Aviaya, <laughs> who has taught us so much about um, Kala. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's blowing out, not in. <laughs> and we would like to say thank you. How do you say thank you again in Koyanak? Koyanak. Thank you so much for being on this program. And we really hope that this program inspires you to go out there and to build bridges with people who you find difficult to get along with. Rambanandri, thank you so much for listening to this program. This has been CQ Chats here in Nuuk in um, Greenland, Kalachlit, Nunat. And thank you so much, Avia, again. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to CQ Chats, a Wilbur Worldwide podcast. For additional resources and to learn more about CQ Worldwide Consulting, please visit www.wilbur.asia. Track with Wilbur on social media at Wilbur Worldwide. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast.
mig Hør mit hjerte søg, du sagde, hvis I ikke For når danser, danser musen på mit bjælkehus Jeg har set det før, mit gode humør Falder op og ned med sansemusen Gør hånd ned, men jeg er ikke sikker på, I styrer den